It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Anytime during my 10 years, I could do this. That's power. That's power. Second left. Oh, comes down to Hartman's foot. Here's the snap. The ball is down. The kick is up. And it's gone. Wolfpack wins. It's time for the Riddick and Reynolds podcast. Here's your host, James Curl. Uh, yeah, James, you're so hot. <laughs> we can't use that take. Why not? Why not? Uh, it's well, both true and awesome. Uh, well, yeah, let's keep it. Let's keep it. Why not? All right, welcome to another episode of the Riddick and Reynolds podcast. Uh, off to a, a great start already here. Thanks to uh, our guest, Matt Purdy. We'll introduce him here in just a second. Uh, as always, we'd like to uh, thank the folks at Amedios. Uh They take care of us, and we want to remind you that, uh, of course, this weekend being the spring football game, the KL spring game, uh, can't think of a better place to come to eat prior to the game than Amedios. Come grab you some lunch or maybe uh, an early lunch or pop by after the game and get you a little bit of a dinner and uh, you know get you some good lasagna, maybe uh, a calzone, some pizza. Uh, anything on the menu is great. We've had, I think at this point, four years in, we've tried just about everything, or at least I've tried to, and I've yet to hit upon something that hasn't been just absolutely incredible. So definitely come on down to Amedios and uh, get you some food here either before or after the game. And, uh, you know, of course, you know, baseball season is in full swing. Uh, they're going to be on the road this week, it looks like, but uh, we'll have some opportunities coming up uh, towards the end of April for you to swing by and get you some pregame meals here as well. So, again, take care of the folks in Medios because they take care of us, and we really do appreciate their support all these years that they've been uh, taking care of us. So uh, the uh, the first voice you heard on the show this week was Matt Purdy. He's here. Uh, how are you doing, sir? Good, James. How are you? Uh, it's good to see you again. And uh, a uh, returning face uh, is here this week uh, following the, the birth of his twin daughters. Special Austin guest jo- appearance. <laughs> special guest, <laughs> Austin Johnson. Uh, looking a little bit, uh, you know, uh, like a father. Haggard. Uh, haggard, <laughs> a father of, of twins. Um, we were discussing pre-show about the, um, you know, what your sleep regimen was like at this point. You sounded like you got it pretty well under control, or at least a, a, a decent grasp of it at this point. Uh, yeah, we're we're managing. Yeah, yeah. We sleep occasionally. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm not going to... Br- if I sound drunk at any point, I assure you I'm not. I'm probably just a little delirious. Right. So, right. There you go. Right. And any any incorrect opinions that he may have during the middle of the show can just be written off. Uh, he can to just that, right? he can just pull up Vern Lundquist during the state Louisville game. <laughs> <laughs> if I just start calling us Carolina, yeah, and, uh, yeah, just make stuff up. Yeah, how Bob Valvano. Really looking is forward the, to uh, really looking forward to Marcus Page coming back next year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just give us a what am I thinking about at some point. Um, uh, so it's good to see you, sir, and we're glad you're you're able to be here. And um, uh, your your twin girls were were born, and uh, they were as most twins are uh, a little bit on the smaller side, and that kind of leads into uh, what I usually. 
participate in this time of year, and I'm sure, Austin, you've been an advocate of, of it as well as the, uh, the work that the folks at the March of Dimes do. Um, organization, uh, for as long as I've been with them, my full-time job, we participate there uh, at the uh, Triangle Walk. And uh, we like to just kind of, you know, or I, I like to try to, you know, reach out to you, the listener, and, you know, say if you can uh, find it in your heart to support me as, as we raise money for this cause, I'm sure it helped Austin, uh, you and Jen, as you guys were, you know, going through kind of the prenatal stages of that and certainly helped uh, us. You know, I, for those that may not be familiar, you know, we lost a child due to uh, premature birth. And so it's obviously been a close that or a uh, cause that's been close to us. And um, we have three wonderful children now uh, who are tearing apart our house probably as we speak. Um, but uh, they're all due to a lot of the work that the folks at the March of Dimes have done. So. Uh, you know, I'll have a link up on uh, Twitter and, and on the website. Uh, but if you go to marchforbabies.org/slash/jamescurl, you can make a donation there. Um, it's you know, again, very super easy, super easy. You can just go on. You can do. Uh, I think I think they may even take PayPal now, or uh, you know, you can donate via credit card or. Uh, they definitely take PayPal. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, there you go. And um, you know, they. Uh, I, I wouldn't recommend you sending cash or anything like that. I, I've never felt comfortable receiving money in the mail because you know uh, it's it's the government that uh is in control of our mail system so uh you kind of run the that seems like a very anti uh conspiracy theory (laughs) yeah i got a little bit of a uh yeah uh conspiracy theory there uh it's not i just don't trust mail uh carrying money in it so please just uh if you want to make a donation do it online and, uh, again, the web address is marchforbabies.org slash jamescurl. Uh, any support that you can give me would be well appreciated. All right. Uh, let's talk, um, you know, we, we mentioned last episode about the kind of conclusion of the men's basketball season. Austin, you weren't here. Matt, you weren't here either. Um, you know, I, I feel or would feel remiss if I didn't give you guys the opportunity to at least kind of share some of your thoughts on the year before we move on to football and some other things. Uh do you have uh, kind of a, a button that you can put on the 2014-2015 the season? I was happy about it. Uh-huh. It made me happy. <laughs> it made uh, – No, I mean, I think I think once again, uh, they did a – Godfrey got a, did a good job of figure, sort of figuring out what he had on hand and, and making it work. I think that the, night, the best thing about this team is they sort of found more of a defensive identity mm-hmm. as the season went along. And uh, that that helped them out tremendously. I, I think, like everybody else, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing next year's iteration. I, I think almost everybody will be back. We'll see what happens with transfers um, and whatnot. I, I think it's probably sort of uh, overly optimistic to think that no one will transfer in this day and age. It just right. seems like yeah. a, a, you know, anytime, <clears throat> every year, someone you don't expect is going to leave, you know, and, and I think that's probably will happen. So you'll just see how everything shakes out. And, uh, but I think, you know, it's going to be a good team next year and, and, a sort of a veteran team for the first time under yeah. Godfrey. They're going to have a lot of junior sort of level players, um, on that roster. So we'll see what happens. I, I finish strong and, you know, come back next year and we'll, uh, they're going to be picked high in the ACC, whether we like it or not. Yeah. yeah. So uh, hopefully they can live up to those expectations this time. This will this will be another one of those uh, years where we try to uh, manage the dissuade everybody uh, th- those high expectations. It's a little different. It's it's not, you know, that uh, Godfrey's second year. It was, you know, you felt there was a lot of NBA level talent mm-hmm. on that team. I think next year there's just going to be a lot of 
um, college experienced players. college players yeah. that know their roles. Um, and there's there's some guys with more upside. I, mean, I think you look in the post and Anya and Abu have a lot of upside. They haven't offensive upside. They haven't really capitalized on that. You could see them getting better. I, I think the Martin twins uh, have upside. Uh, they, they're fun guys to watch, but they're still mistake prone and they sort of mm-hmm. rein themselves in. Um, Lacey's going to be an All ACC caliber p- player. So yeah. Barber has All AC- Barber was an All ACC <laughs> caliber player the last month of the season. So mm-hmm. if he play, I think it's fair to say if he comes back and plays like that, he he might be a All a- ACC player of the year type guy. I mean, mm-hmm. If he if he plays to his level right. for a full season, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Matt, any thoughts? Um, kind of piggybacking on what Austin said about guys kind of embracing the role, kind of. Um, it seemed like everybody kind of fit in. Um, one of the biggest keys for me in terms of someone fitting in a role was uh, Lennard. Really was able to get back in. Yeah. He was kind of seeing a lot of bench, and then he and Kyle kind of switched. Um, and especially in the first two tournament games, uh, seeing him go up against some of the best bigs you're going to find. I mean, uh, Martin and Mickey are just about as good as it comes for the most, uh, you know, outside of like a lottery type pick. Um, you know, they, they went toe to toe with them, um, in some forms outplayed them. Um, Pinkston's a really good guy for Villanova, real tough guy. Um, so it was nice to see him and BJ and those guys. And BJ did a great job of rebounding. Um, he did more than mm-hmm. just blocking. He kind of backed off the blocking and added the rebounds, which is good. Yeah. Cause he kind of had, yeah, C- yeah. he kind of had CJ Leslie <laughs> disease for a little bit where yeah. he was trying to jump over people to block shots and giving up rebounds. Yeah. We, uh, we heard, uh, coach and, and us throughout the year to kind of discussing about how he was taking himself out of position right. to make those kinds of plays. And you're right. I think he did. Defensive rebounding is part of playing defense. Yes. Right, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, it was nice to see, um, you know, Ralston kind of toned it down the last few games where, like the Boston College game, he was out of it and just kept shooting and shooting and shooting. And he kind of was picking his spots a little bit better. Um, mm. You know, obviously Cat's grown tremendously. The key is going to obviously be for him to continue that and continue to grow. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, he'd still have the occasional, like, 0 for 7 game. Um, and, and it happens, especially as a guard. Um, but, you know, Abu next year, he could be second, third team player, depending on how, you know, how everything shakes out. But, um, you know, obviously, as long as Trevor comes back, Cat comes back, um, you know, and then, you know, add Terry Henderson, who's kind of a more versatile, similar shooting version of Ralston. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and if they add any transfers or recruits or any of any sort, um, you know, it could be similar depth. Um, someone's got to fill the like Desley role or something that could be maybe Cody Martin next year or, or Caleb or whoever it ends up being. Yeah, that kind of spark off the bench mm-hmm. that uh, lets the rest of the squad know, hey, you, ha- you haven't shown up yet. Let's put this guy in there who uh, is ready to play. Um, right. So yeah, there there will be higher expectations, but I think it'll be you know fun to you know play with that. I mean, you always want to be expected to uh, be doing well versus. Right, it'll be, the it'll be nice to be picked high in the ACC and for that to be an expectation, right? As as opposed to some sort of curse, yeah. like we sort of feel like <laughs> it is now, right? Uh, yeah, next year's a chance to be picked high, finish high, and then keep that ball sort of rolling, right? Because yeah. because yeah. I mean they've made two Sweet Sixteens in Godfrey's year, but they've been as an eleven seed and an eight seed. It'd be nice to get one of those like maybe top four or five seeds, yeah. and then not also. Obviously, be a first round upset, win a game or two as a top seed, and kind of show that you have some clout, um, some staying power. Yeah, yeah, it's certainly much easier to advance further into the tournament when you're a higher seed. So, 
Uh, you don't yeah, say. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, learning to play with those expectations uh, is, is going to be key because, you know, eventually we want to get to that place where it's just expected and, you know, the guys that you bring in are familiar with this team being one of the top three teams being picked in the league every year. I mean, that, that's where you want to be. And you and eventually it won't be one of those things where we kind of fret about it and be like, oh, uh, uh, we uh, yeah. can live up to it. It'll be more of a, yeah, well, this is where we're supposed to be, and uh, we've actually cashed in on it. So, um, All right, let's uh, switch gears. Obviously, I mentioned in the open the fact that the uh, spring game is this weekend, um, the uh, KES spring game. Uh, I haven't done the uh, or looked at the uh, compiled numbers of money that has been raised for the KEL Cancer Fund over the years through the game. I think it's like 35,000. This is from a commercial I listened to. Okay. I think it's something like 35,000 over the, what, three or four years they've Mm -hmm. done it now. Okay. Yeah. So pretty, pretty solid stuff. And, you know, I I think it's great that they have continued on that. And, um, you know, it'll be, I think, Saturday at, uh, let's see, the uh, stadium gates open at 1030, and then uh, I guess kickoff is going to be at 1 o'clock. So, um, you know, there's going to be all sorts of things that are going on during the day. There's the uh, the barbecue bowl. Is, is uh, that is that barbecue as food, or is that uh, cookout? Uh, food. That's the real it's question, food. too. <laughs> it's, it's, bar- it's barbecue bowl. Yes. <laughs> Come on. This is North Carolina. We know it's down. Uh, so if you are, are interested in uh, kind of partaking in that i've always wanted to go do that i haven't really had the opportunity to i i it can't be a bad thing to wander around and see all the different uh competitors your heart uh, may uh, say otherwise but yeah i think some of the uh, players <laughs> are going to be uh serving as you know kind of guest judges for that and then uh there's some other events too like the uh the alumni football game uh, looks like jericho and earl wolf are going to be serving as honorary coaches of that so uh just a lot of uh, good stuff going on uh you know and i think we, uh, we being uh, the university and, and the athletic department should be commended for kind of creating an event, a day's event out of it. It's not just simply, you know, oh, we're having a spring game, show up, you know, mm-hmm. walk in, watch the first half, and then head out to the exits. That right. Sort of thing. Or, it's oh, good. we're not even opening up our spring game to the public. Yeah. Whatever. It's, and it's a, good, it's a good thing for both fans and, you know, getting some recruiting. You know, obviously I focus on that too, but, you know, get some kids in there, get them a little more excited. Yes, if you just do the same thing every year, why would they come each year? Right. Yeah, and I think I saw on Dave's uh, – Dave Dorn had a, a press conference today. I think he said that they were also going to let some fans onto the field after the, the game. Cool. Let the they usually – I think they've done that for the past couple of years. Have you, they? Okay. You know, yeah, I think they let kids get on. And, yeah, so. they let parents yeah. and their kids on. Yeah. I know I've fought parents and kids <laughs> during – trying to get players before. <laughs> pushed them out of the way. Get out of the way, kids. <laughs> I'm on deadline. Your stupid autograph is on. I'm on deadline. It's like 1 o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I, I, you know, there's going to be uh, some some places uh, of need to fill. Uh, obviously, there was you know a good recruiting class. Matt, we last had you on to kind of discuss mm-hmm. some of those recruits that have been coming in, and I'm sure you could talk a little bit better about who were some of the early enrollees and and who might be expected to play a little bit more during the spring game on Saturday. Uh, who were some folks that you think uh, state fans should pay attention to or, or look for come Saturday? Um, so Jacoby Brissett. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Make sure he's still there. Yeah. Um, in terms of early enrollees, um, probably the two biggest names are going to be Darian Roseboro. Um, and there, I believe they're going to have him at defensive end. Um, on the depth chart that came out today, which was <laughs> oddly labeled the 2014 spring depth chart, um, which hmm. is kind of a Wolfpac uh, kind of thing again. Um, Maybe that's why I couldn't find it when I looked for it <laughs> earlier today. Um, 
yeah, he, they have him lined up as the second string behind Mike Rose, um, which is, you know, obviously pretty good for a true freshman coming in. Um, Reggie Gillespie is listed as the third string running back. He was one of the um, early enrollees that kind of had some, you know, name recognition. There's mm. three or four other ones. Um, Freddie Phillips is already up to second on the on a pretty deep safety list. Um, he's from South Carolina. I think he was the second or third commitment. Um, so, you know, he's been kind of with the program, been to pretty much every game. He kind of knows the system, so he could be a guy. He's um, kind of physically ready as it is to be a safety, which is, you know, pretty impressive. Um, Riley Nicholson is one of the other ones. Um, in terms of redshirt freshmen, Bradley Chubb is actually kind of a surprising entry as the starting one of the starting defensive ends um, ahead of Pharaoh McKeever, who obviously you know had hmm. some huge plays yeah. last year. Uh, may have turned the season around in, in one play in the Syracuse game. Um, and Chubb is his brother is a linebacker for Wake Forest, and he routinely leads them in tackles. So hopefully his brother has some of the same um, genes mm-hmm. <laughs> in that sense. Uh, Contavia Street's moving inside. We saw a little bit of him last year. Yeah. Um, you know, he was kind of in the Roseboro role, playing playing uh, second string. Um, in terms of newcomers, that's that's mostly it. Um, mm-hmm. th- there's been a couple position switches. Um, you know, a couple kids that were backups at other positions moving to defensive line, particularly. Um, there were some pretty heavy losses there, as well as there's some freshmen coming in. Right. But a lot of them aren't coming in until um, summer. So, do you feel like and you mentioned this uh, defensive lineman a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like that's their biggest area of concern uh, right now, or is it just the area where they have the most ho- holes to fill? I think it's it, it's probably more the latter um, right. because there's a lot of talent there. I would argue of the you know this is this being Doran's third year, the three years he's been here, that's been the position he's recruited the best at. Okay, um, so hmm. there's a lot of youth. Um, you know, Mike Rose is a senior. B.J. Hill's a sophomore. He's supposed to start. Kentavia Street's a sophomore. Bradley Chubb's a redshirt freshman. That's your starting defensive line right there. There's no lack of skill there. There's lack of experience. Right. Um, you know, Contavia Street, what, what did he, um, Ryan Nielsen, I think, said he um, power lifted like 600 pounds oh, four yeah. times or something. You know, that's, that's ridiculous. That's like a bus, right? Yeah. <laughs> the approximate weight of a school bus. <laughs> um. it, it's ridiculous. Um, so, so there's definite talent there. They're just kind of plugging holes in. And they do what I always think is interesting is get your best athletes, find some place for them. Right. Mm-hmm. Like Colt Culler, uh, Garrett Bradbury, they were a linebacker and a t- tight end before. Um, added some weight onto them. Obviously, think they think they can run with that extra weight. Um, they're going to throw them in there and see what's going on. So is what would you consider then the, sort of the biggest area of concern for this team right now? Uh, wide receiver. Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. With Bo Hines gone, um, and you know Underwood didn't play much, but he was still that deep threat that stretched the defense, even if he didn't throw many passes to him. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, he was there, right? Yeah, yeah. He tr- yeah. he's the decoy. He's um, the guy that Brissett. But you have, you have right now, Jamichael Sorry. Ramos is one of the three starting receivers. Right. Um, he had a good freshman year, very good freshman year. You know, twenty-four catches, three touchdowns, something like that. And he played like twenty snaps last year. Um, I don't. Who knows if that was for disciplinary blocking? You never know what, what coaches. You know, you never know what their reasoning is. Yes, I remember him getting sort of. He sort of disappeared. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, with Marquez Valdez Scantling transferring, and obviously Bo behind transferred. I mean, that, that's those are you know three of your top guys. Um, you know, Jonathan Alston had a really good year last year. He's probably going in Braylon Cherry are probably going to be your two top guys. Huh. Which you know they've done really well in. You know, secondary, tertiary roles. Right, when they're not the focus of any sort of defense. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, Alston's physically physically ready. Um, he's a little over six foot, you know, 200-something pounds. 
so, you know, you have some size. You have, but they also moved Elliot Davis from corner over Maurice Morgan, who's a redshirt senior and has like one catch in his career as second string. That name sounds vaguely familiar. Yeah, he yeah. was, you know, he was one of those freak athlete kids that just never seemed to have a position. Um, Josh Sessoms, who I didn't even realize until just now, got moved from safety to receiver. So they're obviously mess. Doesn't mean there's it can't be good. It just means they're experimenting a little more. Yeah. There's a little less known quantities. Um, you you'll probably see. Naheem Hines wasn't an early enrollee, but you'll probably see him. He's the type of kid that could fit right in. Um, he'll probably play a lot of slot, um, play some running back. I assume back. they'll put days in slot a lot again. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, just kind of compensate. You have the the backup behind Cherry is a walk on. Gavin Locklear, who broke his leg last year, um, he was you know really doing well. But when you're playing a walk on in one of your you know primary roles, obviously there's a few questions. Um, obviously, what? <laughs> Garrett Latham rule. Um, uh, you have, uh, you know, quarterback will be strong, running back will be strong, tight end David Greenwich had a really good year last yeah. year. Offensive line will have some questions at tackle. The interior is going to be good. You right. have Schooley coming back as a senior. Tony Adams was great as a freshman. I feel like Schooley's been here for like 15 years. Yeah, and he was actually a junior college kid too, which yeah. is the craziest part. And Joe Tooney, who's another kid that feels yep. like he's been here forever. Um, so you have seniority and experience there, and at tackle you have some questions. We don't really know who's going to start. I know there were uh, Doran was raving today about uh, the kid they're playing at left tackle, whose name I have Tyler was, Jones. Yeah, Tyler Jones. Yeah, saying he. It sounds like they they think he's going to be the guy there potentially. Right. So he, he's a little undersized, and I don't. Right. You know, I'm not a football coach. I don't know. I mean, he's six three, which is short for a left tackle. That's saying he has like a six eight wingspan or something like that. Mm-hmm. I guess I, wingspan matters in tackles, like yeah. basketball. That's yeah, why so he's got the tremendous Anya, length. The Anya. So. I was going to say, put Anya at left tackle, just move him over, <laughs> um, just stick his arms out. Um, linebacker, there's only going to be two really playing. Um, they're, they're going. It sounds like they're going to stick to that four two five. Um, but Arius Moore and Jared Fernandez had really strong years last yeah, year. Yeah, they were both solid. So you know, as long as they can they can play well together, which you know hard to predict. But if they can play well together, as opposed to kind of filling in for each other, that mm-hmm. could be actually a real big strength. Now, we do you uh, like the four two five. I think it was the right move last year. Sorry, I, I'm asking all the questions. So no, you guys continue to have the, a conversation. It's a, it's the Austin Johnson <laughs> podcast. Um, I think it was the right move. a lot of attention to football, you can tell. <laughs> it was definitely the right move last year. Um, there was, you know, we, they were playing several freshmen and Brandon Pittman who hadn't really had a starring role. I think it's probably the right move again this year with the strength at safety. Um, Hakeem Jones, Josh Jones, and Dravius Wright. It's a way, if you can find a way to get the three of them on the field, Wright play, pretty much plays as a linebacker. He loves to hit. He's probably the hardest hitter on the team. Um, and they're yeah. going to be playing him. At I mean, it goal. doesn't feel like there's a, a huge amount of difference between that, you know, the instead of the what was it the the field linebacker position that the, yeah. uh, O'Brien called it, and then I guess the fifth or the the safety uh, position the. Super strong safety? What would you, what would you Yeah, that, I mean, that, that, that's safety. in effect what it is, yeah. is. He's a safety playing on the line. Um, and in the college game, it doesn't matter as much because the kids aren't as big. Mm-hmm. You know, if you had a 210-pound kid playing linebacker at the NFL level, he'd get destroyed. Right. Um, in college, um, with the you know, especially with all the spread offense going on, yeah. I think it's the right move. Obviously, they'll adjust. If there's a team that just runs, 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 they'll probably throw a third linebacker in there. The problem is we don't really know who the third linebacker is going to be. <laughs> Um, yeah. MJ Salahuddin was looking like he was going to be a good player, and he tore his ACL last year. He's we, currently fourth on the depth chart because he's, I'm sure he's still recovering some from his yeah. injury. Yeah, right. Um, so, well, uh, 
I, I'm sure one of the positions that folks are going to be looking at, uh, obviously, is a quarterback. I mean, it's it's kind of that prime position on the field. Mm-hmm. Um, and McClendon now gets the red shirt taken off this year. Yeah. Um, what do you think his uh, workload is going to be like on Saturday? Do you, do you think we'll get to see a good bit of him, or do you feel like uh, the coaching staff is going to run primarily the ones versus you know the rest of the team and try to get some reps in that way? I, I, I heard on the radio this morning his interview with uh, Mike and Mark, and it sounded like they were still kind of undecided as to how they, exactly they wanted to structure practice, but mm-hmm. just curious what you think he might uh, I th- see. I think you'll see a heavy dose of him early on. I Honestly think they're kind of hoping to keep him a little bit of a secret. Um, hmm. It's just kind of a hunch. I don't really have any inside info because he has probably the strongest arm that's been at State in a long time. Um, Mike Glennon's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess similar to him, I guess. But, um, I'm trying to think of other... I mean... Uh, Glennon so, had so, a cannon. Like, Phil yeah, didn't have did. like a... An arm. He arm. could throw a good deep ball, but it wasn't like yeah. you would right. burn a hole in your hands. Because I mean, McClendon in a high school all star game threw a ball seventy yards, literally in the air. It wasn't like caught and yeah. ran. Wow. Um, and, and Russell that, was sort of the same way. I mean, he can put zip on the ball, but yeah. he's not like he's not going to throw it far out there. Right. Yeah. yeah. McClendon um, had a had a serious. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I would yeah. say their arms compare favorably. Yeah. Probably Glennon. Um, he's not. You know, you you may think he's he's more mobile guy. He's kind of in the mix. He's he's. Kind of brissette like he's he's he can run, but he's not just gonna he's not Mike Vick, right? Um, right. So obviously you know he's he's probably six four two ten. So he's a he's a good you know slender but st- uh, you know sturdy quarterback. So I, I he'll play a lot. He'll he'll be the other starter. Yeah. I imagine with both quarterbacks on the second half or whatever you want to call it of the <laughs> I don't even remember how they'll structure it. Um, you'll probably see some like Josh Taylor and. Oh, whoever the other Garrett, no, we won't. See Garrett's that. not even there. Um, <laughs> prolonged. We sign. miss you, Garrett. I miss you. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, uh, mobility is obviously one of the the things that this coaching staff loves to see in a quarterback. And since there's no hitting on the quarterbacks during the spring game, right? There's probably I can't imagine there's going to be a whole lot of stuff run for the quarterbacks to to showcase some of that mobility. No, right? and, and there's no reason. The kid, yeah. If the kid can run, he can run. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, when you're scrambling, so you're saying for your, you can't teach speed. <laughs> yes, <laughs> um, you know, when you're running Thanks for so. your life from three three hundred pound defensive linemen, I think you're going to do what you're going to do. Yeah. I don't really think there's a whole lot of coaching that can necessarily go on at that point, other than get down. Um, yeah. But <laughs> so I, just so, thinking back, I don't think that there were a whole lot of like design quarterback runs last year. Not anyway. not until uh, the Carolina game. Percent ran a, a decent amount. Well, that's of like, true. The Carolina of, game. You, yeah. Yeah. Starting at the Carolina game, and I really think it was a lot of the coaches going, oh crap, what are we going to do if Jacoby gets hurt? Um, <laughs> right. Which we saw, I don't remember what game it was, he went down and Garrett Latham came in for like a end zone fade. He Might did, have been the Florida State game. He did seem to get pounded quite a bit. Yeah, and I, I think that was their the thing is, hey, let's at least get eight, nine games in before we run him. Now I think they may unleash him a little bit knowing Jalen's back there. I mean, he's right. still a redshirt freshman, but hey, at least we have an arm. Yeah. We have a kid we put a scholarship on to, yeah. throw, you know, to throw passes if something happens. I, that, I don't think they'll run him against Troy and uh, Old Dominion. but Yeah. And it, and it sounds like this the, the coaching staff, Dorn and, and the rest of his folks, are, are wanting to really – uh, establish a dominant running game as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they're 
there may not be, uh, you know, a tremendous, uh, need for the quarterback position to provide a lot of that rushing if you've got, you know, four backs. Right. Um, that are going to be able to contribute in yeah. ways like out of the slot or sweeps or, or any of the variety of ways. Right. That, uh, you got, you know. I mean, when you have Shad Thornton, Matt Days, Jalen Samuels, Reggie Gillespie, Naheem Hines, and Johnny Frazier, there's not a whole lot of reason to throw. So the, the receivers, you know, it's kind of a, Kind of a blessing to have those running backs when the receivers are in such question. Yeah, um, they got to overplay the run, which makes it a little easier if the receiver doesn't have to try to make a catch in double coverage. Yeah. So I, yeah, they'll run a lot of sweeps, a lot of misdirections. Kind of like what we saw last year. So mm-hmm. kind of like what we talked about in basketball. I mean, this team's going to have to now play with a little bit of expectation on mm-hmm. its shoulders. Um, you know, I, national be, championship or bust. <laughs> That's what it is. If you're not first, you're last. BCS. If they don't win it this year, I, I think Doran should probably have shown the door. Honestly. <laughs> well, the 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 big question is how do we keep uh, Alabama from stealing our football coach? Uh, um, no, I, you know it's it's going to be uh, you know one of the things that uh, the team will have to uh, deal with. You know, dealing with those expectations uh, is again a good problem to have. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it will be interesting to kind of see how. Uh, the uh, the media views this team heading in preseason. There are going to be a lot of question marks that we talked about, yeah. especially at, at linebacker. But um, uh, it's, I don't think it's unreasonable to expect that this team will be probably finishing in the, certainly the first half of the Atlantic, but maybe even you know of the league itself. Now, granted, the the Atlantic is always a tough. Yeah, uh, Clemson and like, Florida State ain't going the anywhere. Three best teams in the league. <laughs> yeah, so, but, yeah. but you're telling me divisions don't matter. But yeah, <laughs> no, I, don't, I didn't tell you. No, that. you're not telling me. John Certain people like to that? say that. Yeah, oh, yeah, swap. Um, yeah, no, it, it's definitely you know uh, Florida State, Clemson, Louisville. And uh, then I think State can can hang with Louisville this year, mm-hmm. um, especially getting them at home. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, yeah, getting him at home definitely feels helps. so far not not to sort of in the conversation, but it feels so far ahead at this point. Like, yeah, we just have no idea. Oh, sure. what, oh yeah. yeah, but but in yeah. terms of pure talent, I, honestly I have think no so idea either. how good Louisville is. Yeah. you know, or who they bring back, or yeah, they got that quarterback, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that guy, they got that quarterback <laughs> coming back, that running back. Clemson's got that quarterback coming back too. Yeah, <laughs> well, Louisville loses their. Um, uh, Florida State does not have that quarterback coming who's, back. Who's their wide receiver that's going to be a first round um, pick? Oh, God, you're making me. I know you're talking about. Yes. Killed us. Yeah, the good one. They yeah, came the, back from injury like a game yeah, the, before. The, yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and that's when had, you knew it was He blew due. up, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah Devontae we'll, something? Something like that. It's, it's quite a few months in in the future, so we're definitely looking well ahead. But, um, yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be interesting. Uh, I don't know that I'll be able to make it out Saturday, so I'll turn to you guys to provide insight uh, down the road. <laughs> yeah, I'll be there. I have uh, eight hours to spare on Saturday. You're gonna have two baby Bjorns going, like yeah, one in the because yeah, I'm gonna take double two, oh, I'm gonna take a week old baby out in front of a <laughs> cesspool of you people in the blazing sun. <laughs> yeah, in the sun, full of you guys' drunk ass germs. That's something that's gonna happen. Yeah. I like the germs are even drunk. Not yeah. just the germs. <laughs> uh, Wobbling so. around on, on your skin. Yeah. Uh, Idiot college kids. Yeah. Get off yes. my lawn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, so we'll, we will look forward to that, and, and you know, I'm sure there's going to be hot takes about the crowd, uh, per, you know, number of people we have there. Versus, I, I say we just round up, you yeah. know, like uh, other people in the area, just yeah. round it to even the nearest 10,000. What do we hold, 60? Just do 60. 60 yeah. 64 <laughs> zeros. 20,000 fans. 60,000 people <laughs> were in the Raleigh area yesterday. So. Yes. Yeah, within the stadium vicinity. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, let's switch gears uh, before we get out of here and talk a little baseball. Um, mm-hmm. 19 and 11 so far, uh, an even 500 at seven and seven in the league. Um, you know, uh, you know, just not. Uh, they've been okay. Yeah, pretty, they've been <laughs> pretty, pretty okay. I mean, that, with the, the record and the, especially conference number, kind of gives you a good idea that it's been kind of a middle of the road season so far yeah. for the baseball team. And they've mostly beaten who you think they would beat and mm-hmm. lost to you think they they played um, two teams that are currently ranked in the top twenty five in the ACC and they're one and five against them. Yeah, uh, that would be I guess Miami and Florida. Miami State. Miami and Florida mm-hmm. State. They took one. They took the Sunday game from Florida State. Uh, and they mostly outplayed Florida State for the whole series. Just didn't. Well, you know, it's funny. I think they went. Uh, they lost two one-run games to Florida State, yep. and they're zero and four in one-run one-run games so Ooh. far this year. Yeah. And it's not that the bullpen is bad. A lot of times you think, okay, zero and four in one-run games, it's a bullpen sort of issue. Um, it's not really. They, I think they've just gotten a hair unlucky this mm-hmm. year um, in that regard. So, and when you play good teams, I mean, three of those were you know two to Florida State and one to Miami. Um, yeah, good teams win close games. Right, right, and they're not uh, they're not there just yet. Right. Um, the rest of the schedule is pretty tough. I, I, they play. I think they they have North Carolina coming up next. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think they play Notre there Dame this year at Notre Dame, home against Virginia. I'm not sure how good Notre Dame is. They have a good record. I have no idea. They're like 20 and 11. I just think of Jeff Samarja pitching every time. <laughs> I... uh, he's not there anymore. <laughs> like uh, 10 years ago. But uh, yeah, they, I mean. The ACC remains. It's not as tough as it was pre the latest round of expansion. Uh, adding Notre Dame, Pitt, um, kind of diluted the talent, the pool a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. But there's still a lot of good teams. They play Virginia again this year. Virginia's really good. They're always really good. Mm-hmm. Wake's had a really good year this year. Yeah. And uh, at ECU, I don't know if they're any good. Or well, I think I saw that Virginia's actually kind of struggling this year. I saw well, they're post- still like a top twenty team. Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're struggling. They are struggling. success. They are. <laughs> they are. I think they're under five hundred in conference play, but they've played a really tough schedule. Okay. Um, they're still ranked. Um, they're still good. So relative to their own high standards, Carolina's here. been a, a bit of a disappointment. I think uh, this <laughs> year they they aren't ranked anymore. They they're um, about like state. I think they're about. I think they were actually a hair worse than state this year. I think they're like eighteen and thirteen. Hmm. Um, I, I think right now state is sort of on track. They're a bubble team right now, right? NCAA mm-hmm. wise, and they're they're tracking towards that way. They need to win the series they're supposed to win and, and steal a few from people like Virginia and Louisville. They play Louisville later. Louisville's a top mm-hmm. ten team. Mm-hmm. Um, they went to the Louisville was in the College World Series a couple of years ago when State was, and I don't know how they finished That's right. last they, year. Yeah, they um, but they're real good. Um, so it, you know, it's if you look on paper, they, they've improved from last year. They're their hitting is much better. The pitching mm-hmm. is is pretty good. They've just been a hair inconsistent. Uh, they can't. <laughs> you look at their numbers and you think they're a better team than they are. Mm-hmm. Honestly, uh, well, I don't want to say they're a better team than they are. Their numbers say they're a better team than their record indicates. Um, they just they're hot and cold. Yeah. And, yeah. and I don't know if that's uh, they're not super young. They have a lot of young pieces, but you know guys like Ratledge and Palmero mm-hmm. and, and uh, Armstrong. Armstrong. And those guys. Yeah. yeah, they've got guys that have been around. The pitching's a little on the young side. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So we'll see. I, it's really tough to say what this team is right now. They might just be mediocre, and mm-hmm. you know they'll they'll be hanging on for the bubble. They might have some real uh, real fight in them, and they could they could rally here and turn into a, a pretty good team at the mm-hmm. end of the year. Yeah. Um, I, I know last year. <clears throat> excuse me. Last year when we had uh, Coach Avon on. Just uh, I guess it was a selection show that the not Sunday or whatever day it was yeah. that the uh, the tournament was field was selected. He looked absolutely heartbroken uh, and uh, was very disappointed at the fact that he didn't make the field, even though the team had closed very well. So hopefully, the team will kind of close sooner uh, and kind of kick in a gear, and it won't be quite as you know. Uh, Last year was just a real tough year all around. Yeah. I mean, I, I think you with the expectations they coming in and the, the way they they just never put it together. Yeah. Um, it's so funny because this team doesn't really, on paper, have the talent last year's team is, but they're right. they're actually outplaying them mm-hmm. so far. Yeah, I mean, yeah, just looking at some of the numbers that they've put up. Uh, you know, you mentioned Pitt's not exactly the best team in the world, but I mean, they that was great. I mean, you want to get you want to sweep the bad teams, right? Yeah. I mean, it was almost a little disappointing they only took one or two for Boston College. You you wish that one third game wasn't canceled because you right. you need those series wins mm-hmm. against the the sort of bottom tier. Yeah, the well-defined uh, bottom. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Winning two or three against Clemson was great. Yeah, uh, Clemson hasn't exactly lived up to expectations this year. But they it's were, a name either way. Yeah. It's a good name. They're, they're not a bad team. Uh, they're just not the team that kind of people thought they were going to be coming into the season. Right. But still, I you get those. I mean, if they get these series wins, this is the kind of the, that's momentum, right? Yeah, it's tough to sweep anybody. Mm-hmm. So sweeping Pitt was awesome. Um, because it is, it's tough to sweep anybody. But if you could take two or three at North Carolina, that'd be huge, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah this could be a big week for the team because they travel to Elon, travel to Wilmington, and then have the. They're three. on the road a lot. Uh, yeah, coming this, up, this, uh, they got they're at North Carolina, they're at um, Notre Dame, Notre Dame. They go to ECU, I yeah. think, not too long from now, and, and then they have sort of a long, a, a decent homestand. Yeah, they'll have one home game in between, pretty much now and the end of April. Uh, it seems like so. Um, yeah, if they can get two or three from in Chapel Hill, and and as well, you know, maybe I, I have no idea how good Elon or Wilmington is, honestly. But uh, you know, they tend, you know, it's funny those small schools that if you saw them on a basketball schedule, you'd be like, oh, easy win. Right, right. They have decent basket or decent baseball programs. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at someone like Coastal Carolina. Coastal Carolina is yeah. really good. Yeah, they smacked State earlier this year, <laughs> and they're they're one of the better programs um, in the. These two states. I mean, they're probably the best team in the the the, mm-hmm. the Carolinas right now. Coastal. Right. Yeah. So it, it, those certainly the game against Elon and Wilmington aren't gimmies. Uh, you know, uh, like you said, those those smaller schools. And, and I don't want to disparage uh, ECU, but you know they have always had a pretty traditionally strong <laughs> oh, baseball team. That that might be their best program at ECU yeah. is their baseball program. Yeah. So all all of these road games are going to be critical uh, for the team to pick up and. You know, they'll be hosting Charlotte on the 15th of April, you know, for folks who want to come out and grab a game there. Uh, but that's going to be pretty much it until they host uh, Virginia and then a three-game series against Longwood, which is interesting. Which is like Gotta two fill feet the schedule from... Sometimes. <laughs> sometimes you're just filling the schedule. Yeah. It's like two feet from University of Virginia, so it's kind of funny that they're both coming here. Like, it's literally like a little building off on the side in uh, Charlottesville. <laughs> just huh. catch a ride on the bus with yeah. UVA. <laughs> Um, all right. Do we uh, do we have any other news and notes we need to, to cover before we get out of here and let you get back to your twins? And <laughs> thank uh, you for this brief respite. Ah, well, thank you. Diapers for... <laughs> and crying. And... <laughs> thank you for coming out and sharing some knowledge with us. Uh, it's it's fun and uh, you know 
uh, we w- certainly pass along all the best to you and your family as you go from one to three, uh, a monumental leap by any standard. <laughs> we, uh, in all seriousness, it's, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole pro, the, <laughs> the entire process of, you know, pregnancy and birth and having these little people in your life is, mm-hmm. it's, you can't describe it in words. It's mm-hmm. awesome. It's exhausting, but <laughs> awesome. Um, and there, and it's two girls, and and I've, I have two, two girls. Two little girls, yeah. So I'm gonna have to invest heavily in shotguns. Right, right. Up. Weaponry is key. Uh, you know, my I, poor son, who's about two years older, he's gonna he's be gonna... 18 with two 16-year-old twins, <laughs> <laughs> sisters, and he's gonna be kicking. He's gonna be. He'll probably uh, graduate early just to get out of the house. Uh, no, I mean his. I can only imagine he's the kind gonna of be crap the he's gonna take from his buddies. Yeah. Uh, oh. oh God. Yeah. yeah. He's going uh, to get into some fights, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Toughen him up now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, being a father of, of daughters is a completely different experience from being a father of a son. So uh, enjoy that journey as you go down that road. Uh, Matt, uh, thank you again for joining us. I appreciate you having having you back on the show. Oh, and, it's, and it's good to have someone who knows something about football. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you carried us during the football segment. I appreciate that. Uh, and uh, we will head out of here and enjoy the uh, national championship game. And uh, I guess that'll do it for Go this. Go Devils! Get yeah, this right. Your 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 team of choice as well, a child. Come on, you got to root for the ACC. Yeah, you know, I, I'm pulled for it. I don't think Duke. state My, fans really have. I think state fans, for the most part, like K. I, I'm sure people, plenty of people are tired of Duke winning, but yeah, this would give them. Go five, ACC. I think. Yeah, this would give him five. My, my dad gave me good advice, and he said, "Root for Wisconsin if you don't if you don't like Duke. Root for Wisconsin if Duke wins, then claim them as a member of the ACC, and you can win both ways." So it's it's, it's a <laughs> fair way to slice it. Yeah, definitely. All right, well that'll do it for this week's episode of the Riddick and Reynolds podcast. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.